Hey, changemakers. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Allie Murphy with Engage for Good. The last 18 months have been exhausting. For many of us, work has gotten busier and we're cooped up at home where it's really hard to take a break. And sometimes it's even harder to log off from work for the day. Burnout is at a frighteningly high level. So what can we do about it? And how can you best care for your social impact teams that are out there doing really important work? Well, there are a variety of ideas, and today we're going to tackle one of them. Bumble recently gave nearly all of its employees a paid week off to shut off, focus on themselves, and combat burnout. LinkedIn did something similar in April. So did Benevity, Hootsuite, The Trevor Project, and today's guest, Public Inc. Each organization gave all, or a large swath of, their employees a paid week off at the same time. In today's episode, I'm joined by Phil Haid, founder and CEO of Public Inc., to talk about how Phil and his team made the decision to give the company a paid week off, how they actually made it happen, what the impact was like, why this is important for organizations in the social impact space, and his advice for others who are interested in giving it a shot, including how to get leadership buy-in. And with that, let's get started. Hey, Phil, and welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much, Ali. Great to be here. Some of our listeners, or probably a lot of our listeners, are familiar with who you are. But for those who aren't, would you tell us a little bit about who you are and what public is? You bet. So um, so my name is Phil Haid. I'm the founder and CEO of Public. So we are a social impact agency. We're in Toronto and New York, and we work across Canada and the U.S., um, and all of our work is designed to really drive large-scale social impact. And so, you know, we we have this mantra, profit with purpose, which is something you're very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're really helping embed social environmental impact at the heart of businesses. Um, we also obviously work with uh, nonprofits and governments, but mostly with companies and really thinking about how to advance their social environmental impact. Uh, and we do that through both consulting and we're a full creative agency. That gives us the preview or the the background on what public is. You read an article about Bumble, the dating mm-hmm. app, a few months ago mm-hmm. that inspired you to do something big. What was it? Yeah, so I was reading the the Bumble article, and they their CEO talks about giving their staff uh, an added week of vacation to really combat you know stress, fatigue, um, the strain of COVID. And I was reading, it and I was thinking, gosh, we why why don't we do that? You know, that seems like such a obvious thing to do. The team has been incredibly resilient through the pandemic, um, but we have been really busy through the pandemic. Luckily, knock on wood, you know, we've had a really successful year and, you know, there's strains for it. And, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but it's hard to, you know, you can see people on the screens on Zoom and, and teams and such, but you're not seeing them day to day. And so picking up some of the, some of the cues around burnout. So decided that we should do the same. We should give, um, our team an extra added week of vacation to really just unplug. And the power of that, as you know, is that when everybody's taking it at the same time, you can really let go because you're not worried about what things you're missing and so on. The really the big challenge was giving our clients enough notice so that we could do this and and actually make it a true week off. Okay, so two things here that I want to get into. One was, at first, you said an extra week of vacation. And my understanding was that it was all at once, right? Mm -hmm. So you gave everybody. And so speak to a little bit about why you made that choice. And I think you started to touch on it about having everybody be able to sign off. But what is what was the importance of that versus 
giving everybody an extra week off that they could take whenever at their leisure. Right. Yeah. So it was really important. So first, you know, being inspired by the Bumble CEO, it was, you know, burnout is a real thing, right? And we cannot minimize that. And people are working really hard. And when you're revving high for a long period of time, especially when you're working remote, um, that's a, that's something we have to combat. So that was a starting point. And then there is a very big difference between staying, you know, you can take a week wherever you want. You can take a day here, a day there, or take a week, um, at, you know, up to, like from now, let's say till the holidays, right? Like that's very different than saying we are going to close our doors for one week, all of us at the same time. Um, and the difference being that, you know, it's, I liken it to when you're actually on vacation, you know, you're, you know, you have to like work extra hard before you go on vacation. You have to work extra hard when you get back because you're trying to set everything up and then respond to everything that's happened since. Right. And so, and part of the reason for that is that, you know, the work continues. And so your teammates are all still working while you're off. And some people have an easier time with that than others. When you think about, and this is obviously different for industries that make their money at the holidays, but if you're not one of those industries, you're not, serving people or such, um, or finishing sales, you know, I always thought the best time we give our staff that week off in between kind of Christmas and New Year's. So in addition, we do sort of standard is we do three paid weeks of vacation. We do an extra week at the holidays. And then we also give people, we call them public days. So we give them extra days on all the long weekends in the summer. Um, we also kind of respect, uh, Juneteenth. And so, so the interesting thing is that that holiday period is probably the most relaxed, at least I find it the most relaxing because it's the one time of the year when everybody is off, right? So we try to approximate that. It's not perfect because our clients are still working, but when the whole agency is shut down and we've given, and this was important, we gave our clients obviously lots and lots of notice that we were going to do this, but it really signaled to the team, you get to be off, right? This is not going to be any emails flying back and forth and Google chats and Right, all of the different Slack messages. Exact Slack messages, exactly. We just said this is going to be a time for us to be completely off. And we signaled to our clients to say, you know, we serving you is super important to us, but so is taking care of the mental health of our team. And we will be better able to serve you if we actually give them a break. So we we told clients the beginning of July and we did this at the end of August. So we felt like that's a good amount of time to prepare and allowed our teams to prepare for everything that they would have to do so that clients wouldn't feel that we put them out. Um, and so that that's the fundamental difference of saying we're all going to be off at the same time so that they can have a real break versus people taking it when they want and or making it sort of piecemeal. Yep. And I think there are, there's two things about that that stand out to me on top is one, you talked about everybody being off at the same time. Nothing's flying back and forth. So for those that have a hard time, like fully disengaging on vacation, like, oh, I might just check email. Like, there's not really anything going on in your inbox. So it helps with that too. Yeah, absolutely. And because we had given our clients a lot of notes and kept sort of reinforcing that this is happening, they were incredibly respectful to not be emailing all the teams during, during that week and calling and such. So it really felt like that holiday period where everybody kind of goes away. They were really, really respectful, which was incredible. I mean, it speaks to the, you know, speaks to the clients. Um, someone said to me this morning, I was, I was talking to them. They said, you know, who's new to our agency. And they said, what I kind of expected that everyone would be really nice because you work on, you know, trying to, how to make the world a better place. But she said like, it really, you really walk the walk on it. 
And part of what she was also saying is that, you know, she's like, I'm amazed by the clients because they're so nice, you know? And I think there's just like this attitude of when you're trying to improve things, people generally are just really good people. So they were so respectful of what we were trying to do, which was, which was our biggest worry, quite frankly, in the whole thing. Will our clients think, nice for you to do this, but you're inconvenient to me, which was, <laughs> was not the case at all. So let's talk about how did you get from, quote, moment of inspiration when you read this article to actual week off? Because LinkedIn did this in April. Bumble's done it. Hootsuite's done it. I think Benevity did it, too. The Trevor Project did something similar. I think a lot of people could say, well, that's great, but how do you actually make it happen? And you talked about telling clients at the beginning of July and doing it at the end of August. But what were the steps in in between? How did you set this up for success? Yeah. You know, to be honest, there weren't that many steps. I mean, we, okay. I was inspired by it. I thought we should do this. Um, uh, we have a leadership team meeting every Monday. So I brought it to the, to my leadership team and said, I read this article. You should have a read. I think we should do this. What do you think? And within like two seconds, everyone said, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, twist their arms for another week off. But I mean, they all obviously looking at it from the sort of strategic lens of, of, of impacting the business and said, I think this would be a great thing to do. Um, people could definitely use it and need it. And, um, you know, it will really signal the right things to our team. So that was a super easy sell. Um, and then literally that, that was at, you know, 930 in the morning and at noon, we announced it to the team. So, oh, wow. That's so a quick turnaround. It was a quick turnaround. I mean, the, the benefit of being, you know, a small company, we're a boutique agency of 35 people. You can make pretty rapid decisions, right? There's not, there's no reason for a deep process on these kinds of things if you have alignment from the CEO down. So then, so we announced it to the, to the team and no big surprise. Everyone was like, wow, that's fantastic. No one, no one said, well, maybe we should think about this. So, you know, full buy-in from the team. Um, and then literally from there it was, okay, it's really important. Um, so we sort of crafted a note and it was really important that each of the, our client strategy directors tell our clients about what we're doing, why we're doing it, and to reassure that there wouldn't be any negative repercussions for them and that we would make sure that we kind of double down in advance. So anything that's happened that week, we would sort of move up the dates to make sure that we could handle it. Um, mm-hmm. And that obviously we would, you know, um, if there was anything that came up that week, we had sort of a, a process to deal with that. But by and large, it was really about letting them know, explaining the why behind it. And as I said earlier, the support from our, our clients was, was fantastic. Um, and then it was kind of continually kind of reminding just so people wouldn't forget. And then really ensuring that we had a plan in place in terms of the work, you know, the work back schedule. So really making sure that if we were in pre-production on things, if we were had a strategy presentation, we adjusted dates accordingly um, to mm-hmm. ensure that that was going to work for all of our clients. Um, that was that was mainly it. Um, so it was pretty seamless, and it wasn't. It certainly wasn't onerous, which is why, you know, when I posted it and I and I posted a sort of a, a note about the experience afterwards, I was sort of encouraging others to do it if they can, because at least from our experience, it was not an, on, an onerous process and you mm-hmm. know, the results were, were great. Okay. So I want to get to your advice for others next, which I think is a little bit about what you posted about. But first, what was the impact like? I mean, you said that your clients were really respectful of that time, but coming back from this paid week off, what did your employees say? Do you have any data around that? What was the impact like for you? 
Yeah. So we did ask them, you know, we sort of, we do kind of these quarterly sort of polls, um, blind polls, just sort of like kind of like a gut check of how people are at. So we're always, you know, doing feedback throughout, but this is a chance for people to like say whatever they want where it's blind. So it's, there's no repercussion whatsoever. And so we do that actually on a quarterly basis just to get input from our team. And so we wanted just to say how, how was the experience, right? Um, and, and what we heard was um, a bunch of things. One is they found that week incredibly refreshing. So the first and, you know, and the foremost intention behind this was if people are feeling burnt out or on the path to burnout, could a week really help sort of combat that? Mm-hmm. It's not the be all and end all by any stretch, but could it really help support that? And what we heard back was unequivocally, yes, that it had, they felt super refreshed by it. Like it just, it was so nice to have. And to what we discussed earlier, being off all at the same time was really, really powerful to that experience uh, because they just felt like they had, they did not have to check in at the office. They could literally just park it, which I think made a week off more refreshing. You know, sometimes you can go... Mm -hmm. It's like when you go away on vacation, if you do a staycation versus, you know, you're out at a, you know, a chalet and you're like skiing or you're by a lake, you know, like sometimes a week, even though it's not enough, can be really great versus a trip where you're super active and you have a great time, but you come back and you're tired. Exhausted. Exhausted. Right. So they felt really, really refreshed. So that was the first huge kind of positive to it. I think the second one, which was a huge benefit to us, not so much to our clients, but indirectly. Um, was that they were incredibly appreciative. Um, and we got a lot of feedback around, you know, we really feel like the leadership of this company walks the walk. You know, you talk a lot about caring about, you know, caring about the people and really supporting them. And, you know, the, the, the feedback across the board was you really walk the walk. And this is just one example of it. So there was a really high level of appreciation um, for what we did, which has huge impact, positive impacts on your culture. Um, so that was also a really, really uh, positive. And I think, and then, you know, the last thing I would say from a kind of an impact was um, the clients also, I think in some cases were envious because <clears throat> they're company. Yeah, I bet. Um, and I think they also, re- it kind of reinforced for them why they work with us, right? Because they're like, this is a company that mm-hmm. really lives its values um, and it's signaled to them the importance of how we take care of our people so that we can actually do great work because everything we do is about how do we create impact in the world. So it's always with that lens. And, and so I think there was our, an appreciation from our clients that this will help make the work better, that this is about um, living your values. And so re- make them felt like working with, with public, you know, was a, is a really good choice. So it had all these like, you know, uh, reinforcing benefits that I was like, wow, that's, that's a good thing. We should, we should do that again. So I love all the pieces that are getting my brains going to a ton of different spaces. Okay. So you talked about how your clients or, and even your employees realize that you're living your values. You're walking the talk. Why do you think it's important, especially for organizations in the social impact space to do something like this? You know, this is something we say, uh, it's always been true, but it's more true than ever when we're doing either per, like designing the purpose for a company or thinking about mm-hmm. their overall kind of impact strategy, right? Where they're going to focus their efforts. That if you, in creating those, if, if it does not resonate with your people, 
it will not work, right? You can do things externally and it can work, but if they'll call BS on you that you're not aligned between what you're signaling to the outside world and what you're doing on the inside, and this is certainly true around, you know, DE&I today, right? You can't, the performative allyship is like the worst thing possible, right? So um, that signal that there's alignment between the inside and the outside. And I, and I start there because I think that is what was critical to this, that we, um, that we demonstrated that if we're going to be as an impact agency and thinking about creating real impact in the world, if you don't start with taking care of your people, of really understanding where they're at, how they're doing, how you can support them, then it kind of all rings a little bit hollow. Not to suggest, not completely, because you know we're all flawed characters. Human beings are, you know, filled with contradictions, and I think you have to embrace that complexity, right? In in this in in people and in the work that we do. But the more that there's alignment, where you truly are about caring about your people first. Um, without that, I think it rings a little bit hollow in terms of being, you know, focused on creating impact, because. You can talk about all the great scalable impact you're trying to create through brands. And we're very fortunate to work with great big brands, Johnson and Johnson, Theory, you know, Tiffany, uh, um, you know, a whole bunch of great big blue chip companies. Um, but if you're doing good things on the outside and, and on the inside, people are saying, mm, I don't feel like they walk the walk. Um, it's a real problem. It's a real problem of authenticity. And I don't think you can do impact work without being authentic. And I think it's really hard to do impact work if you're not transparent. And so I think that alignment forces transparency and it forces authenticity. I feel like the the vein of authenticity or that as a theme comes through most of the podcast. I had Artist Stevens of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America yeah. on. Love artists. Two weeks ago. He's fabulous. Yeah. And authenticity was one of his key points. So yeah. there's he, a lot of connection And he is here. incredibly authentic. <laughs> yes. We worked with him when he was at 4-H. He's incredibly Incredibly authentic, great leader. So talking about great leaders and leadership, if you, you're at the top of your organization, so mm-hmm. it's a little bit different, but if you were to suggest to either nonprofit or corporate folks or other agencies, how to approach this to mm-hmm. get leadership buy-in on taking a paid week off, what would you say? It depends who, I'm, so it depends who you're talking to, right? So if I'm talking to the CEO, um, it's an easy conversation. It's like, you know, and I, I think, Look, this is not a one-size-fits-all solution. So if, if mm-hmm. their team, I mean, everyone would take it and everyone would be happy to take an extra week off. Um, but if, they, if the conversation is, you know, is your team feeling strained? Um, the conversation with the CEO is pretty simple, which is there's huge benefits to doing this. Um, you know, the cost of doing so, which is a soft cost, right? I mean, time is money, but it's a soft cost. It's different than... Uh, directly out of your pocket, you will make that up and then some like, you know, I can't, it's hard to fully both quantify it. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you're worried about the cost implications of it, I think that's, I I think that's a bad reason not to do it. Um, So that's, that's one piece of this. And then the second is just like, what's the fear? I mean, the conversation I would have is what's the fear? Like, what, what are you worried about? Are you worried about clients? Are you worried about setting a precedent and people expecting it every single year? Um, like what, what's the, what's the concern behind it? Because I think sometimes we're so, we are worried about, well, are we precedent setting here? And then, you know, if you introduce something, you can't then take it away. 
But I think you have to give your people credit. Like I think you have to say to people, and this has been with COVID and also our whole back to work strategy, which, you know, we can talk about if that's of interest, but like treat pe- people as adults, right? Um, trust them. And if you do that and, and then communicate and you can say, look, we're going to try this. We're going to do this. It doesn't mean we're going to do it every single year. Um, you know, this is pretty, you know, special circumstances. We're living through a global pandemic. Um, but if you, if you couch it with those kind of caveats, for the most part, I think the vast majority of people, of employees, they're, they're reasonable, good people, and they'll understand that. So I think it's about with the CEO, it's about getting them to understand what are their concerns, what, what's, what's behind it. Um, and I don't think there are really big reasons not to do it. I mean, I think scale of company matters as well. Yep. Right. So if you're a, you know, if you're a 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 plus uh, employee, that's a different, that's a different story. And I understand that that has implications, but I think when you're a smaller company, um, it's a much easier thing to do. So it's really about a conversation to understand as opposed to trying to, you know, just persuade them and you need to do this and everyone's doing it. I, I think it's, it's more to understand what the barrier is. So when you're having that conversation, like you talking with the CEO, I think you laid that out beautifully and there are a ton of great steps to follow. If you, if someone came to you and said, hey, Phil, I want to pitch this to my leadership team, but I'm not at that level, how do I make the business case? Or what would you suggest I focus on to help make this case? They may say yes or no, yeah. but what would you suggest? Yeah, so I think I'd say probably two things. Um, you either want to push on the pain point or you want to push on the kind of the opportunity, right? So the pain point is, uh, and if that pain point has to be real, um, but I think, I think it'd be very real during COVID, but the pain point pushing side of it would be to say to them, go make the case from the lens of this is going to have a significant people are, there's a diminishing returns happening right now. People need a break. And in doing this, you are going to earn tons of equity with your employees, you're going to combat a real issue happening around burnout and stress and fatigue. So from a productivity standpoint, it's going to have a huge plus side. You're going to earn a ton of kudos for for doing so. And you probably reduce, although I think it's a little bit harder to qualify this, probably sorry, quantify it. Um, You also risk losing people. Right, which is a huge cost on turnover. So those are three, I think, good arguments for the pain point to say, in doing this, the upside is huge and the downside is actually quite big because the you know the potential loss. You know, if they said, look, I I know of two people who are you know considering leaving this kind of exploring options, this kind of thing would have a big. So that that would be on the sort of the pain point side. I think on the sort of more positive side is to say, people are really really tired in doing this would be such a huge um, morale booster for the culture. And mm-hmm. we really believe that the productivity that will come from it is enormous. And so we think we can increase productivity um, and increase job satisfaction and increase uh, buy-in uh, and sort of positive sentiment towards the leadership team if we do it. So it, I mean, they're sort of similar. I know what I've just said is sort of similar, but one sort of leads. But there are different angles. Yeah. One leads more with the asset side to say, hey, this is going to be a huge productivity booster. And the other is saying, there's a real problem here. And if we don't address it, it's going to lead to bigger problems. Exactly. And the positive and the the plus side is in addressing the problem, you get all kinds of, you know, 
benefits from it. Absolutely. Okay. So you talked about at one point how this week off is great. I mean, your employees come back more refreshed. You do. Your clients saw it as a positive. But you also said, and I agree with, that it's not the end-all be-all. Like, you can't just take a week off and then do nothing else. So are you doing anything to kind of bring that idea of, well, to mitigate burnout, we'll call it, on a more regular basis? It doesn't have to be a week off, but what other strategies are you using? Yeah. So we do we do a bunch of things. Um, let me sort of run through a few of them. In addition to, uh, obviously, everyone gets paid holiday, but we do, as I mentioned to you earlier, we do these sort of public days. So mm-hmm. to extend... Which is during the summer? It's during the that? summer. So this is a particularly Canadian thing, not an American thing, but because <clears throat> we have a lot more holidays in Canada, it would seem. I guess we don't like to work as hard. So um, <laughs> in the we have these things called civic holidays. So they're basically the government has sort of just made up holidays in the summer to give people more time off. Um, mm. we have such long winters. And so there is, you know, like we, and there's equivalent holidays, right? So there's Canada Day, you have 4th of July, right? There's, but there's a thing called May 2-4, which is at the end, you know, third week in May. It's really just, this is, sorry to bore your listeners on this. Queen Victoria, we're a part of the Commonwealth. So Queen Victoria Day is really- Getting a history lesson. Yeah, exactly. So there's a, there's a day in May and we give an extra day. So basically the idea is you have a long weekend and we're going to give you an extra day of long weekend, right? So just to kind of extend it and give people some more time off because we're really a kind of, you know, you work really hard and then kind of play hard kind of culture. So there's like four or sort of five extra of those days. So where there's a government holiday, you know, like a Labor Day as well, we give an extra Mm -hmm. day. So that's that's one thing. And that equates to to a week. Um, We also close down that week between, you know, Christmas and New Year's. there are a couple of mandated days in there, but we extend it because it's the kind of time when you can do it. Most agencies do that. This is not a something unique to us, but that adds more time just to give people, again, back to the, you work hard and then you play hard. So that's a second mm-hmm. thing. A third thing we do is we give all of our team a week of paid volunteerism because again, as an impact agency, so slightly different, but it's a way to recharge people. It's to say, look, we can have tons of impact through our clients, but we also want to create our own impact in the world. And so um, there on our employee paid volunteerism, we do not try to mandate it to any particular issue that the company is interested in. That's a very they much- They get to pick. that They get to pick. Like that we think is really important, you know, which is obviously the benevolent, you referenced ben- benevity before, like sort of, you know, you pick your path. So we do that with paid volunteerism, which is, which, um, is great because people come back and they're super energized by having that opportunity and they didn't have to take their own holiday time to do that. So we do that. We have a health spending account. So in addition mm-hmm. to the benefits people get, we have a health spending account for our staff where they can put it to anything that they believe will help uh, with their health. So this can be for yoga classes. This could be honestly to buy a bicycle. It could be like anything you deem and, and we're not you know overly discerning about that. Um, so there's a health spending account. So we, so we do that. We also have through our benefits, we've added a couple of other features. So now we have, and a lot of companies are doing this, um, tele, you know, telemedicine and having mental health services. So we have a whole mental health component that people can access and we pay for some of the, you know, some of the therapy and then they can add on to it. So we've added that, um, that to the mix as well. Um, so those are some things that we're doing. 
um, you know, in addition to sort of more informal stuff that we'll, we'll do for the team. But that's some of the things we're doing to kind of really support them beyond like training and such. Well, Phil, thank you so much for sharing the ins and outs of how you made this happen, what the impact has been like, and what else you're doing aside from just this week off. I will, in the show notes, link to the post that you wrote after coming back and what that was like. But other than that, where can people learn more about you and Public if they'd like to do that? Sure. So by all means, check out our site at publicinc.com. Um, and then our handles, my handles, uh, both, you know, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, but also on, on Twitter, it's just, you know, it's at Phil Hayde. And for public, it's Public Inc. So you can find us on all our social channels and uh, obviously love to chat with anybody. And, you know, I really appreciate you having me on the podcast. It, uh, it's a fun topic. It's an important topic. And hopefully this has inspired some other companies and organizations to want to do something similar. Well, I'm really excited about this topic too. So thank you for joining me, for sharing your insights with our listeners. And you can find all of those links uh, in the show notes at engageforgood.com. Thanks again, Phil. Thank you. Cause Talk Radio is a production of Engage for Good in partnership with True Story FM. Engineering by Pete Wright. Music this week is by Lance Conrad and Rex Banner. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, we hope you'll consider doing just that for our show. But the best thing you can do to support Cause Talk Radio is simply to share the show with a friend or colleague. Thank you for listening.